my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. You are going to love to hear this story. My friend was 17, single, and pregnant. What a hard place to be. And she has since then dedicated her life to helping people improve their quality of life through body work and movement. Over the past 20 years, she's studied everything from massage therapy, Pilates, everything to do with focusing on cross-training programs. She also leads a six-month coaching mentoring program that teaches individuals to coach the Tricore Method, which I believe she has personally developed, including Pilates and some other big things that I'm not going to try to pronounce here, but she is truly amazing. You're going to want to take some notes as you listen now to Stephanie De La Mora. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome. And tell us, here you are, 17 pregnant and single. What did you do to help yourself to through today? Well, um, when I when I first found out I was pregnant, I was 17. I was I was still in high school. I was very young and um, just decided my mom was always kind of a pro-life and it was kind of like a, not an option of not going through with this. And it was really in a point where my life where it was, it was a turning moment where I really felt like her coming into my life was either going to make me or break me. Wow. <laughs> and I really, I took the, I took the make me and wow. uh, I studied on different ways that I could, you know, get, get to a point where I could support us quickly. You know, college wasn't really an option at that point. I needed to make, find a place to start a career really quickly. And, uh, I found a massage therapy school and I've always been into health and wellness and fitness. So it kind of fit, aligned with, you know, who I was already. And, um, shortly after she was born, I went to the massage therapy school. It took me about six months to complete. And within the first three months of being, of graduating, I started my first job or my first kind of business. Um, I rented a space at a massage therapy clinic and, uh, started supporting us. My business grew pretty quickly. I've always been a people person and, uh, just kind of a hustler going out there and just meeting people at coffee shops and everywhere in the neighborhood, passing out cards. And, uh, my, my business just kind of grew from there. Wow. Great. Okay. Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> and I bet your daughter, Ariel, she just graduated from the university of Colorado today. And I'm, I'm guessing she's a joy in your life and you were glad that you decided to give her life. I oh, think that's absolutely. Wonderful. And she's, she's been my inspiration to kind of, you know, push me through all of the hard times. You know, there's when you're a parent, you know, falling apart and giving up isn't an option. You that's know, right. you've got to, you've got somebody else depending on you and you've got to figure out how to make it work and you've got to hold it together. You know, there's times where you're you know, kind of maybe suffering at night by yourself, but you get up in the morning, you go to work, you finish doing what you're doing because falling apart, like I said, is not an option. 
That's true. I like yeah. that. Falling apart is not an option. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and I love what you said about how you were brave enough to promote yourself because that's what we need to do. We're we're promoting ourselves whether we even realize it or not because we're either going to promote ourselves to a boss or to human resources to get a job or like you did to promote your business. And I love that you had a passion for that. What made you choose massage therapies specifically and then and tell me more about applying to the school and how did that work out? Um, you know, I, I found the program um, kind of by chance. I was actually trying to make some money. So I was cleaning houses on the side. I cleaned houses for some of my parents' friends just because it was something I could take my baby with me and Absolutely. I could make a little cash on the side. And I was listening to the radio and they were, there was a commercial for this massage therapy school and it said, you know, earn up to $50 an hour, be done in less than six months. And I was like, that's it. This is what I need to do. Nice. And like I said, I was, I grew up, my, my family was all very athletic and active. And so we were kind of always into some like health and wellness. And so it kind of, it aligned with, um, just kind of my lifestyle. I liked the idea of helping people being in the wellness industry. Um, and again, it was just, it was a good way to have some fast goals, and right. so I actually called the school that afternoon and they said, well, we had a program that just started like three days ago, but if you want to try to jump in, you know, wow. if you can get your finances together and jump in, you can do it. And I was like, I'm in, I'll be there this Saturday. And wow. so I jumped into the class and graduated with honors. I love anatomy, <laughs> physiology, all of that stuff was just really fascinating to me. And, and again, it was the, the drive that was, okay, hey, got to make this work. This is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. I love that. So boy, you just jumped on board and what I like and what I do keep, keep telling my friend that's listening right now is you took what you were enjoying in life. You took some things that you already knew and a good background because all of us have that. We think we don't, but it's, it's definitely there. And I loved how you did that. Like what have I already been doing? What do I enjoy? Okay. So you did the massage therapy school and let's keep going. Um, so I actually practiced massage therapy for about four years full time. And during that time, I went from the massage therapy clinic to a high end uh, fitness studio that had a spa in the fitness studio or in, or in the club. It was a big club, like a health and wellness club. Um, so I was working in the spa there and I was really young still, and I was starting to have back pain and neck pain, you know, massages, it's physical work. It's yes, hard. It and so it, within that club, um, they had just launched a Pilates program. So I started taking Pilates for myself and I was just like amazed by the results that I got as far as just like, this is a way for me to teach people how to be proactive in their health. You know, massage therapy, it's a lot of manual work. And, you know, for those couple of years, I had a lot of like standing clients and they were clients that would come in and they'd have the same shoulder issue. And I'd write them stretch programs and strength programs because, like I said, I was always into health and fitness. And it's like, OK, you've got to you've got to do these things to in order for this to last and to get better. And it just kind of got to this point where I felt like, OK, I'm not making the re you know, I'm not getting the results that I want from people. I'm not making the impact that I really want to. So when I found Pilates, it was just like this light bulb moment where it was like, OK, this is how I learn how to teach people. This is how I teach people how to take care of themselves and be more proactive and be an active part of this wellness lifestyle versus just fix my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, wow. I love that because it came from caring about people. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. awesome. It's You're been a very like <laughs> organic progression. Like it really has. Wow. But I love your heart because people know if we really care about them. And so here you're seeing, okay, I'm doing these methods to help the people, 
but I know there's more. And that's what got you into the Pilates, which I've heard a lot of great things about Pilates. I haven't done it quite myself. I'm, I have a lot of endurance, but when it comes to stretching, that's <laughs> just something else for me. Okay. Wow. And now how did you go from, you had your studio to, you said something high end, there must've been something that occurred in there that you connected, you networked, or how did you end up where you were able to te- take that step up to that point? To the next place. Well, um, when I was when I was renting the space in the massage clinic, um, it was there wasn't a lot of support there. It was just kind of like I, I rented, I paid rent, and I you know ran my business there. And the high end club, it was closer into town. I was move, trying to get a little bit closer. My daughter was getting ready to start school, so I needed to be able to do the pickup and the drop off and have the flexibility of of being a parent as well as you know working. And so I needed something a little bit more convenient. And they also, you know, working for a bigger company, there were were some benefits of. They had childcare there sometimes, so I could take her in after school. Um, they did offer like healthcare and 401k, that kind of stuff that you don't get being okay. self-employed. So I, I decided to take that route and go to a little bit more of a secure place. And I was there for a good three and a half years, and it was a really good launching pad to like the next step in my life. To do the Pilates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I actually started doing Pilates when I was there. I commuted from San Antonio to Austin for, it took me almost two years to complete the program. Oh, okay. Um, Luckily, I, my parents were close, and they were a good support system to help me out during that time. Right, and we do need that support system. There's probably more people around that we know to support us, and if we've had relationships and family or and friends that might have been strained, just talk it out. Just love each other and and talk it out and see what you can do to get closer. Oh, so, absolutely. And I just I've also found that you know the people surround you are always willing to help. You know, they may not be family and I, you know, moving to Arizona, I have no family here and wow. I have the biggest, like most wonderful support system and community of people. It's just, I think it's putting your pride aside and just acknowledging, Hey, I need some help. And people right. are always willing to step up and, and take part in that. That's true. Yeah. Asking for yeah. help. We all like to have people ask us for help. Well, hopefully we do. <laughs> <laughs> I just say I, I, I enjoy helping other people. I definitely went through a phase where I was kind of a, I don't need anybody. I'll do it myself. And, you know, it's a hard place to be. <laughs> yeah, that is a hard place to be. It does take humility, but the, we're, I love the saying, we're better together. And Nobody does anything on their own, by themselves, and... I think that's awesome with Pilates. That is uh, wonderful for your body. And okay, so you you commuted and then you got, is it kind of like a certification? Yeah, it's or? a certification. Yeah. And okay. I, so I got my certification and I, I when I completed the program, um, it, the timing was just really interesting. So my boss at that high end club, I started working for the fitness department outside of the spa when I started teaching Pilates. And she was recruited to move to Scottsdale, Arizona and run a high-end club in Scottsdale. And she was there for about two or three months and she called me one day and I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. After I finished my Pilates training, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to really make a, like a full-time career out of it. I was starting to feel a little discouraged. It was, it was a little bit more of a challenge than it was when I got into the massage business. And so I started looking at other opportunities, like, do I need to go back to school? You know, so I hadn't gone to college and... I was starting to feel like maybe I need to go back to school, become a physical therapist. Like, how do I do the thing that I love? But, you know, give myself in my mind, I'm thinking a little more security. And so I had actually gone to um, college orientation. I was in community college orientation, I, but I was starting from scratch. Like I had zero college credit. I mean, I was looking at probably 
eight years of education before I could actually practice. And on day three of orientation, I remember sitting in the subway parking lot and just like sobbing, like, I don't want to do this. I don't have eight years. Like, you know, my baby's already five. Like she's going to be a teenager before I can even like support us. And, um, I went back in, I finished the day and I came out that evening to a voice message from my former boss. And she said, Stephanie, this is Didi, and I am calling to offer you a new life. And she was offering me a job in, in Scottsdale. And I just, I listened to the voicemail and I got home and I, I talked to my stepmom about it. And she was like, you know, go check it out. Like, what do you have to lose? Like get a plane ticket, go check it out. And, uh, and I, so I came out and I, I loved it. The, the facility was beautiful. The job offer was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went home and it was still a little scary. And I was, I, at that time I was 24. My daughter wow. was, you know, seven, almost eight. And, you know, the idea of like moving away from all of my family, everybody that I know right. to take a, take a job that, you know, may or may not work out. And, you know, I just remember sitting in the kitchen with my stepmom and she just was like, we're not going anywhere. You can go. And if it doesn't work yes. out, like, we're going to be here and we'll be here for you. And I mean, she really gave me that kind of like foundation and that comfort of just saying like, take a chance. Like, what do you have to lose? Love that. Because I always tell people nothing's permanent. Yeah, It's not like, okay, you made the move. Now you need to readjust. There's, I use these, this acronym TFA, try, fail, adjust, try, fail, adjust. That's the only way you're going to get anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that would be a failure if you moved and then it didn't work out. But I love that you had the courage. So single mom with your daughter, still just starting school. And you took that plunge. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Well, it's worked out really well. (laughs) So I'm glad that I did. Yeah. So we moved out and, and, uh, you know, I started working at that health club and I was there for seven years. And at that point I, I had given up massage for the most part. I still did it on the side. I had some clients that I'd go to their house, but for the most part, I was just teaching Pilates exclusively at this club. And during that time, I I kind of continued my education and, and fitness, and I did a bunch of other certifications. I went through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I did my CrossFit training. I even have my Olympic weightlifting certification. Wow. I just kind of studied all, all arrays of fitness and all different fitness worlds and, um, that's kind of what led me to starting my first business is, you know, I got all of this information. I learned all these new skills. And then I worked in a corporation where they were like, no, your job title is that you're a Pilates instructor. You can't do these other things. And I was like, but I, but I can. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, after seven years there, I just decided, okay, like I've got a, a strong following. I've got all this education. Um, I'm going to go start my own studio. And I just, I closed my 401k. I cashed it in. I took the little bit of money that I had and uh, invested in some equipment. I had a space probably not much bigger than this room, about 900 square feet with low ceilings. And I, you know, I, I started it and it, it, was successful, which, you know, was kind of, it was scary, but also like, like really exciting to just see that, you know, I took a step again and I took a leap of faith and, it was one of those things I left on a good note. So if it didn't work out, I could have probably gone back to the to the facility with my you know tail between my legs and say, "Can I have my job back?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, at that point, I I felt like I've got enough of I've got enough skills in my life that I'm always going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, if the business didn't work out, I can always go get a job teaching somewhere. I can always go back to massage. Like there's always an opportunity for me to 
to be safe. So I'm not going to just like <laughs> fall apart if it right. doesn't work. That's and good. so um, I did baby steps. I, my first facility was 900 square feet and I was there for about two years. And after two years, you know, things were growing. It was progressing. Um, so I decided to step it up a little bit and we moved into a 2,500 square foot space And then we had a little bit of staff. We brought in some other trainers and uh, started running some more group stuff versus just the personal training, which we were doing and I was doing in the other space. And uh, I had that second facility for five years. And that business was called De La Fit. And it was mostly personal training. We did do some small group training. um, And it was good. It was it was a great business. We did everything from the Olympic weightlifting to Pilates and, you know, one hour session. We got a really good mix of a fitness in a, in a one hour program. And it was a, it was a great business. It was successful. But what I found was I worked myself into a point where I had a job again. Oh, okay. <laughs> you you owned, owned a job. I that's owned, a job. You yeah. owned a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I would say that's where I didn't, I didn't have the foresight to, to see that, to see, you know, what did I want long-term? What was the big okay. picture here? I just was like, Oh, I have a skill. I have a little bit of money. I'm going to start a business. And there was no, there was no thought process of where that business was going to go. So like an end game, I tell people sometimes for me, I start with the end and then I kind of work back Mm -hmm. how, what do I do to reach that? Now I love your story and your, your bravery with what you did. However, what you said about it worked because you did it in increments. You didn't just try for that 2,500 square foot space. You started with the 900 and mm-hmm. oftentimes we scale, we call it scale. That's when you grow your business too fast, too big, mm-hmm. rather than doing it in increments, you get that down. It's successful. Now you grow. So I love your, I love your wisdom in that. And I'm excited to hear this next part of your story. Yeah. So that was, um, so I had, I had that studio for almost eight years. Um, and about, Two years um, before we actually closed it, I developed a program called Tricor. So that's our, our signature studio now. And Tricor basically was, again, I was, I was trying to find ways, how do I help more people again? And so I went from, you know, doing the massage to going into fitness, teaching people how to be proactive in their own health. And now I'm in a place where, you know, I'm personal training. I was maxed out in my hours as far as like, I can't I can't work anymore. I can't take any more clients on. I was trying to have other people come in and work as, as coaches with me. It's really hard to manage independent contracts and help them build their business when it's not, they're not your employees. So that became a little, a little tricky, a little sticky. And I started again, feeling a little frustrated where it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not living up to my potential to hit the audience that I want to hit. I want to, I want to help more people. I want to see this become bigger. I want to basically like go and be evangelical about this new <laughs> fitness thing that I've like created. Love that. I love that. <laughs> so, um, so that's where the Tricore program came up. It was like, how do we take, how do I take the way that I coach people and the way that I work with people and build it into something that is duplicatable nice. that we can bring it into a group setting. And, um, love that. yeah. So the, the idea behind Tricore, it's endurance, strength, and mobility in a one hour program. And we do everything from strength training to, um, some weightlifting, uh, cardio work, and then we do 30 minutes of Pilates on the reformer. So you get this mixed, um, cross training program that is in my mind, you know, embodies everything that you really need in a, in a fitness program. And it just, it's, it keeps your body moving well. It keeps you healthy. And so that was where this whole concept was born. And so now, um, 
we launched the Tricor program in my old studio. So we did a like a six week trial. We did a oh, free good. trial with 30 people. Nice. We did measurements and weights and all of that stuff to just make sure, okay, we're getting good results. We're getting good feedback. Um, but the, the two different products didn't work. You know, my, my personal training clientele in Scottsdale was like, most of my clients were over 60. They were, um, Older like me. <laughs> I wasn't saying Older. that. <laughs> but, but most, of, but most of my clients, because of the Pilates background, I did a lot of work um, with like chiropractors and um, physical therapists where we were kind of bridging the gap between recovery of injuries or post-surgery recovery. And, you know, after you get to a certain point with your insurance, it's like, okay, you need to keep working out. Well, most people who don't have a fitness background, they walk into like an LA fitness or a big gym and they don't even know where to begin. Right. And so then Feel usually they kind of end up back in that cycle of injury because they don't know how to keep their bodies moving well. Or they stop. And, or they stop. <laughs> yeah, or they just don't do it at all. Um, so I, I was uh, working with a lot of people in that situation. So, you know, people that were into personal training, they did not like the loud music and the high intensity oh. of the big groups. And it was okay. just like, it was like oil and water. It was like two different products. Trying, I'm trying to make them fit in one place. And it just wasn't just wasn't fitting. It wasn't taking off the way that I wanted to. So I, I, you know, I made the tough decision because it was a successful business and I had a beautiful community of people that I really loved. But, you know, at that point I, I know what my long-term vision is and where I want to go. And I just, I had to really come to the realization that it was just like, this has to end in order for me to go into a new beginning, in order for me to start something new and something bigger. And am I willing to, scratch something that's working in order to pursue this new vision and this sure. new dream. And I, I decided, yeah. Wow. Good for you. You've had a lot of starting over points <laughs> I have. And, and you keep going and you keep getting bigger and better. And did you ever have, did you write down goals or were they more like in your mind? Um, you know, not at the beginning. I, I don't think you know, starting, starting with all of this, you know, going back to being, you know, a single mom at 17, I never envisioned where I am now. Sure. Um, it was just kind of like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And it wasn't until I started writing out the Tricor program where I feel like I had, you know, the experience and the knowledge and kind of the maturity to really see, you know, am I willing to step back and, and like, what is my long-term goal? How do I start something new that has exponential growth possibilities? You know, where can I take this? You know, my, and my, right. my long-term goal with Tricor is that will, um, it'll become a franchisable product where we can have multiple studios all over the country, if maybe not all over the world, nice. but it goes back to like my, my vision and my purpose with it is, you know, of course I want to be successful and I want to make money, but at this point it's like, I know what we do changes lives. We're making yes. people better. They're functioning well. And so our biggest thing with Tricor and with what I do and what's what I've always done with my fitness, it's like, I don't care what you look like. It's about what you feel like. It's about long-term quality of right. life. Can you enjoy life? Like, when you have pain and you don't move well, like it's hard to enjoy life. Absolutely. It's hard to even just enjoy being in the moment when your back hurts and your neck yeah. hurts. It's, and you, it's like a life robber. Right? It really is. It really is. Thing. And in our country right now, we have, we're in a health crisis in oh. so many ways. Yeah. I am 63. When I was growing up, we didn't, I remember one person had cancer, our neighbor, and we were like, oh my gosh, it was like almost unheard of. My friends and I, we didn't think about food. We didn't talk about food. We didn't even exercise. Yeah. It was very different then. People were healthier. And now it's a real concern. I was just saying to my general practitioner doctor, I said, do you have any patients come in here that aren't tired? <laughs> and 
I love what you do because it's very well needed. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you, as you grew in your business and you became a, a more experienced seasoned entrepreneur, now you're starting to think goals and you're mm-hmm. thinking the end game and long term because basically we all want to become what I say financially independent and free. I don't like the term retirement. I wish we could take that term and that uh, definition out of our culture because we need the senior citizens of America to be involved in our in our culture and schools with students and family and that's what I think. I know people dream, we, we talk about retirement. It just should be financial freedom, which is when you have enough passive income that pays for your expenses. That's what financial freedom is when you have passive income that covers your expenses. It doesn't mean, well, I've got to have over a million dollars in the bank, which helps. I mean, you could stop working then if you don't want to work, but then I hope you just volunteer and keep doing something wonderful with your lives. Right? Yeah, and I feel like I've, I've seen a lot of people like, I know I can't say that I've seen a lot, but I've seen some people where it's like they have this envisionment of, of retirement and then they, they stop working and then they kind of stop living. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't like, you know, like what, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> and you're yeah. unhappy. So you just have this thing about, oh, I got to keep working so I can retire. I can retire. And I don't know. Somebody make, yeah. made up a term. I'll have to think about it, what it was. Not retire, but rejuvenate. No, that's not it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, like, <laughs> but following back to what you, we, we talked about earlier is finding something that you love. Like, I have no desire yes. to retire. Like, I love what I do. My um, Pilates mentor, she's in her seventies and, wow. you know, she travels all over the world and really? she's doing education programs. Like, I don't think she has any intentions of ever retiring. Wow. And if you look at the, like the Pilates lineage, most of these people are out educating and out teaching and nice. sharing like until they, the day they pass away. I mean, they're, you know, when you find something that you're passionate about, why, right. why would you want to stop doing it? Especially once you get to that point where you're so full of knowledge and experience, like, I mean, I, I love sharing what I do. And I always joke when people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, do you really want to know? Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and it's great because they need to hear what you're doing. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody does. But I think that goes back to, like I said, the the idea with the Tricore concept is, you know, finding a way that now we're hitting a much higher volume of people. Our classes are limited to 12 people, but we also offer 34 classes a week. So we really have the ability to work with a lot of people. And the other part that I really wanted to to look at was, you know, when I was personal training, personal training is expensive. You know, it's, it's, it's a very high dollar thing to do. Most people can't afford it. And so I was also looking for a way, how do I bring high quality fitness to, you know, the masses to where it's a little bit more affordable for people. And how do I get to a point where, you know, my experience with working with people who were you 60 and up, we were kind of like on managed care. It's like, we're taking care of all the things that you did to your body when you were young and you didn't think to rehab that shoulder or, you know, you played football, you played basketball, you played all these sports and you kind of destroyed your body. And now we're kind of paying for it and trying to keep you upright right. and moving where it's like now I'm I'm working with a younger demographic where I feel like our clients average between like late 20s to mid to late 40s on average. And it's like, let me teach you how to be proactive again about your health and keep your body moving well now, not instead of trying to just manage all of the damage that you're doing at a, at a younger age or not taking care of it until you're right. 
in pain or older and just not have the ability to, to keep yourself well. So that's really, like I said, our, our biggest thing is like quality of life, long-term aging, like how do you, how are you going to stay moving and just, you know, preventative maintenance. It's much easier. It's easier to stay well than it is to treat sickness. And it feels a lot better. (laughs) It does feel a lot. And that is how it needs to be done. What I like is you and I are here in the middle of the afternoon recording because both of you and I are able to do this because of how we earn income. And so here you've gone from being this young girl, 17 and pregnant and single, and now with your business, as we talked earlier, which I want you to share with our listener as we close here, that you've learned more about working on your business and in your business, which is an amazing concept that I want our friend to understand as she listens. Go ahead with that. Um, yeah, I think that that was a, a, a learned phrase during this whole process is because like I said, with my old business, I kind of found myself that I, I worked myself into a job with basically I had a lot of overhead, but I still had a job that business wasn't going to survive without me being there, you know, 12, 14 hours a day. Um, so grow, growing into this business and looking at it from a, a bigger vision and just kind of stepping back is like, how do I create something that can survive without me? It's, I'm not the brand. The brand is going to be something that is self-sustaining and something that can, can eventually I can step back nor, you know, I don't ever plan to just step away. It's not, I'm not saying that it's not something that I won't have my hands in all the time, but I also have the freedom to say, my business is operating. I have got people there that I know that I trust and they're taking care of it. And I can mm-hmm. have the freedom to, you know, come here and do this or, you know, go on a vacation or, you know, just take a day off. Like there's beauty in that of knowing like that's it, you're, you're getting to that point where there is some of that, you know, passive ex- extent in the business where I can actually step away a little bit and Eventually, I think that'll that'll grow a little bit more on its own. But, you know, the reality of it is I, I love it there so much. And even when I don't have to be there, I'm like, hey, they're hanging out because that's like my community. Those are my people. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. And how great. So you moved away from family, but now you found your new community. Oh, yeah. And community is so important. Since I'm, I'm kind of in a change, a transition myself, I remember one day thinking, okay, because my community has kind of changed because I was vice mayor of my city and I did a lot with the city. And when I turned out, I thought, okay, I had a lot more time on my hands. I made a list of my different communities, which turned out to be 14. Like I'm in a corral and I'm in a women's meetup group and just church. And there it was, it came to be 14. I'm on a board of a of a nonprofit, <laughs> just go, wow, I had 14 communities <laughs> and, and it's good to know where your communities are and where your health is and share with our friend listening now, as we close, how can they get a hold of you or find out more about Tricor? Um, the easiest way to find us is just through our website. So our website is tricorfit.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can try- find us on Facebook. Uh, social media is kind of our big market where we, um, share stories all day so you can actually see what's going on in the studio, get kind of a picture of what it looks like and feels like, because we understand that it's intimidating to walk into a gym for the first time. So we try to make it as, as warm and welcoming, as comfortable as you can. So I always recommend to people, if you're, if you're not ready, follow us on social media, follow us on Instagram, watch our stories and just see that, you know, it's not a room of like super fit people. It's like a room of just normal people, like working on ourselves and trying to become better humans. And in the meantime, we're making friends and, 
really enjoying what we're doing. Good. Oh, Stephanie, this has been an honor to have you on my show. I love your energy oh, and your smile. You. <laughs> and this will inspire a lot of women who need to start over. Thank you. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.